Welcome to Picks with the Professor, the show where a real statistics professor and his friend Jake gives you sports betting tips. I am your host, Professor Sides, and for the latest updates, information, and picks, you can follow me on Twitter at Professor Sides. You can follow my friend Jake on Twitter at my friend underscore Jake. Today is Monday, August 22nd, 2022, and this episode covers all of today's Major League Baseball games. In case you're new here, I've built a mathematical model for win probability and totals using hitter and pitcher projections I've created along with weather data in order to make one money line pick on every game that's played seven days a week, though there are no Sunday shows. It doesn't mean that I recommend you do the same as my goal in this episode is to share key information about today's games, give you a few things to think on, and explain why the model or I like or don't like a certain play in order for you to come up with picks that you are comfortable with. I never recommend blindly tailing or fading any pick, but rather to hear the justifications and thought processes to make sure you're fully on board with us or against us before investing your hard-earned money. And as I go through my plays, remember that there are no locks in gambling, so we'd like to give you our loves, likes, and leans to indicate my confidence level with respect to scaling wagers. And as always, please remember that good and bad variants will occur. So as much as I'd like to say we'll be profitable each and every day, that is an impossible reality for any gambler. Uh, Jake, last time you were on, we were coming off another great week. This week uh, was was okay for most of the week. We're just kind of hanging in there. And then this like historically bad run of one-run games. And the only one-run games we can win are the C plays, which, I mean, that's good. I'll take it. But like, we're using any semblance of good variants we can get on the games with the less lesser units on it. And all the close games are not bouncing our way with the A and B picks. Uh, I, I tweeted about that this morning. Like, Maybe we should look like look back and see like what's going on historically, just to put it in perspective. But like usually, I don't care about one run games because usually there's not that many of them, and they balance out. Like usually in the course of a week, like a bad week with one run games means you went like eight and ten or something. Like I'm not quite, I can't remember a stretch. I think we might have had one last year in baseball season, but uh, the stretch like this is the first one we've had this season where it's just all the late extra inning coin toss games. If we've got more than one unit on it, it is not going our way. And it's like, what is going on with these? Yeah. The coin it's toss like game it, should be coin tossy yeah. at that point, right? Yeah, like when it rains, it pours sometimes. So it's yeah. just one of those like, like, like the next bad thing always leads to the next one. It's it's just, uh, yeah. But yeah, I mean, it'll come, it'll come back around because, I mean, there's honestly, and I've not remembered, maybe I, you can correct me on this, but there seems like there's a lot more one run baseball games going on right now than there normally is. Like, normally, it's one run baseball runs uh, games are rare. Yeah, um, I, I, yeah, I agree. That's why I said I, I kind of want to look back and see because that's what I, I feel like that's my perception too. And I, I think I tweeted something similar. Like, it feels like the proportion of one run games is like doubled those last week or two where it's just been a lot more. Yeah. It seems like there's, there's usually, you know, a couple every night. And that's why I said, like, it's usually, you don't really think much of it. Cause like a bad, again, like a normal bad one run game night is like, Oh, and two or like one in three is like really bad. Like, but yeah, we've seen five and six a day. It seems like, yeah, it feels like a whole lot more. And and, and, and people, just to make sure we put this in perspective, right? What we mean by that is when you get to those really tight games, there's a reason why. Like one of the best predictors next, the following season of how well a team will do is take their record in non-one-run games, and that being pretty predictive because the one-run games tend to go really close to 50-50. Now, that's not quite true of a team like the Dodgers, say. The Dodgers are going to be a little bit better in one-run games because they are so good. But again, we're talking their record in one-run games should be 50 percent, 58%. I mean, it's not going to be that big. I mean, most teams tend trend towards 50%. And uh, I can really swing a, a night or, in our case, a week, a weekend here uh, 
But you know, and I always tell people this, when things are good, I always say the same thing is when things are bad, which is you never know what the next day is going to bring. I, I always like, as gamblers, I feel like we get like really superstitious, right? You know, it's the hot table and all these things. And it's fun to talk about. But I mean, the reality is whether it's going well or going bad that like, you never know, like, dude, have never projected things to just turn on a dime like this. And so it's like, if it's going well, like it doesn't mean the next day is going to go great either. And if it's going bad, it's the next day is going to go bad, right? It's just, it's a, it's kind of long-term, like in general, are the, is the model for the most part picking up probabilities correctly and doing a little bit better job of picking up things than the books are. Um, and a long-term it's, it's been the case. It's mostly work, but yeah, this little string of bad luck, it's like, it may continue. I, we it can't continue forever. And hopefully, hopefully today is it, right? Hopefully like we can put the, <laughs> stop it right now, right? Yeah, I was just thinking about this. Do you do you think the addition of the DH in the National League kind of added to the one-run games and having an extra actual hitter instead of a pitcher coming up? I, you know, I, I don't know. I, I I I can't think that that would change things too much. But I don't know. I haven't really thought about that. Because yeah. um, yeah. I, I know there was pinch hitters and stuff late in the games, but you know, get uh, you you played baseball longer than I did, but like I feel like. Being in a rhythm throughout the game rather than just coming in cold would be easier. So maybe that helps late inning, one run, like adding an extra run or two and bringing it closer. Yeah, potentially. Yeah, like I said, I hadn't thought too much about it. I will say there is a penalty for pinch hitting that we found that, like, kind of like you said, that riding the bench and DH too, that like most. There are a handful of players who consistently DH and do well, but that's fairly rare. Most players number if they do that if they do the rotating DH thing, where it's like where some teams do that, right? Where they they're constantly giving guys off and they don't have a standard DH and whatnot. And when you isolate their DH numbers versus their numbers when they play the field, like most players are a little bit worse because of what you're saying, right? That little bit of extra bit of coming being cold the whole game, pitch hitting the effect is even more extreme. Uh, I'm not really sure if it would affect this or not at all. No, I just thought. <laughs> yeah, it could, it's probably just random one-run game happens every once in a while, and there's just a whole lot more of them. Hopefully we go back to the non-run games, because then it kind of gets a little bit more to just who's the better team, and that's what I want to I want to focus yeah. on. Right? Makes it easier. <laughs> yeah. All right, well, before we get to today's slate, some reminders. Please hit that like button if you're on YouTube. Also, if you aren't yet, please consider subscribing or following. It's free, and the only way, assuming you turn notifications on to ensure you don't miss any of the college basketball, MLB, or college football content that this channel provides. Share with a friend if you know others in the game. Hit us up on Twitter or drop a comment if you're on YouTube. We love those and try to respond to as many as we can. We've also partnered with Horse Racing Today. For those of you who like to play the ponies, you can find their stuff at horseracingtoday.net. They've got a team of five with over 125 years combined experience in handicapping horse races. There's an angle they don't know or bias they can't identify. Check out their YouTube shows or the website. The links are in the description. We have one day game today. 2:10 Eastern White Sox at the Royals. It'll be a warm one in Kansas City, low 80s to start, mid 80s to close. Winds will be blowing in from center field, but only at five miles an hour for most of the game, so not much of a wind effect there. Two starting pitchers that the model thinks are a little bit below average are Michael Kopech and Daniel Lynch. Kopech, a guy we've talked about a lot lately, fantastic results this season, 325 ERA, but the underlying metrics say. It should be in the mid-force. The model, the advanced metrics, just not a believer in him. He continues to get it done, but at some point there is a bit of a question of can he continue to outperform his peripherals, which is something that most pitchers cannot do um, over any sustained stretch. Daniel Lynch for the Royals, 452 ERA. Number The advanced metrics say maybe not quite that bad. Again, just an average pitcher, though. White Sox hit lefties better, and that's taken into account here in the model. White Sox rating against lefties uh, gets a little bit of a jump. 
Royals uh, offense is projected to hit better against righties. They're a little bit left-handed heavy these days. That's why the model says to go over this total of eight and a half. Also a warmer day. So the model likes going over, says the total should be nine and a half. I tend to agree. I'm a little surprised this total isn't nine. So I think over makes a lot of sense here. With regards to the side, I'll be on the Royals with the lean at plus 138. The model says it should be 133. So a little bit of value here on the Royals. Can't go too heavy here. A couple question marks with regards to Kopech. I mean, he's done really well, so it's hard to keep fading him. Um, but again, the model says that he's not going to keep it up, so I'm willing to play against him. But I also don't want to play too heavy against the White Sox, given how well they hit lefties. But really, it's a pretty steep price on the White Sox at minus 150 on the road. Again, throwing a subpar pitcher. Um, I'll be on the Royals, but only with a lean at that price. Tiny bit of value, but not a ton. And again, like I said, I think over is worth a look here as well. Uh, Jake, what do you think? Yeah, this is this is one that I'm staying away from because, like you said, Kopik's just maybe average. Like I keep waiting for that shoe to drop, and, right? And it, so I, it could happen, whatever. But I also don't trust the Royals to be the one to, to make right, right. with that with the offense they have. So I'm I'm staying away. I just I'm sad that this is the only day game we have. Right. I mean, I right. still watch it because it's a day baseball game. Right. But other than that, I'm I'm probably just staying away from this one. Yeah, and uh, it's it's a good point you make there, where it's like you keep waiting for that with Kopech to like to the other shooter drop, but the other Royals seem to do. I think we talked about Kopech. I don't know if his last or the one before where he faced the Tigers, and I was talking about this. I was like, but if he's going to keep having success, like this Tigers team is the one to do it on. The Royals offense not as bad as the Tigers, but given they've traded away a few of their pitters, like they still project. They don't project terrible, but they're still below average. Um, it's like you said, it's it's not like, uh, you know, it's it's a killer lineup here offensively. Um, one more day, though, ball flying out potentially. Uh, but, yeah, I'm with you. This rolls off, it just still isn't that scary. Um, so it's if it was a better offense, you're like, okay, maybe now is the, the time where he gets lit up and all of a sudden the numbers start balancing back out. But, yeah, I'm, not, I'm like you, I'm not – I'm not convinced it'll be today. If, it, if I was convinced, I'd have a B pick on the Royals here. But as, as it is, I'm like, I'm not convinced. I'm like, eh, I'll be on the Royals, but it's not one I want to be too invested in. I like the plus odds. It, you know, and Royals at home can absolutely win. They've done they've done decent at home. They've been better than I expected them to be. Yeah, yeah, they've they've surprised me a little bit this year. And I mean, it, I guess for Kopik's sake, this is a benefit of playing in that division with the Tigers and the Royals. Right, like, right. it kind of helps out helps the numbers a little bit. Right, and, and a Twins team that, like, offensively is pretty good and can really light you up, but then, like, goes on these stretches where they just kind of forget how to baseball offensively, yeah. it seems like. Yeah, I was thinking that. It's- yeah. All right, to so the evening game, 7-5 to five Eastern, first pitch Braves at the Pirates. In Pittsburgh, it'll be low 70s to start, upper 60s to close. A slight breeze blowing out to left field, but it'll also stay under 5 miles an hour. Uh, a very average Jake Odorisi versus Ruanzi Contreras, also a very average pitcher. The Volta gives both of them ratings just above 100. Um, Odorisi CRA 415. Underlying metrics say it should be in the mid fours. Contreras ERA 402. Advanced metrics say same thing, mid fours. Uh, neither pitcher is really worth writing home about. Um, offensively, of course, the Braves are much better offense. Bullpen, much better bullpen than the Pirates. Like we always talk about, you can always count on those Pirates relievers to give up runs, and I'm sure they will today as well. Braves should be favorites here. It's just the price is too much for me here. The model says Braves minus 186, so I'll take the Pirates at plus 171 with just a lean. First five might be another way to look here as well, thinking that Contreras can keep them in this game, but you don't have to sweat out the Pirates' bullpen. So Pirates' first five is probably a smarter look, in my opinion, than full game. I'm just sticking to full game money line picks here uh, for, for purposes of official grading. Like I said, I think first five Pirates makes some sense with these either plus odds or getting the plus half a run in case they're tied after five. 
Braves should be favored. It's just too big of a price. You do have to wonder if there's a little bit of a letdown spot here for the Braves after coming off of the Mets and the Astros now traveling on the road. The other thing I'll comment here about this game is that the uh, Pirates, I faded the Pirates this weekend against the Reds of all teams. I faded the Pirates yesterday against Mike Miner of all people. So it's not like the model's like in love with the Pirates here or something. So the fact that the model has is saying that the price in the Braves is too high tells me the price in the Braves is too high. Doesn't mean the Braves don't win. They probably do. But it's talking about the price and the long-term investment. Just says it's not a smart play. Um, if we were constantly playing the Pirates, I might look at this number and be like, eh, okay, sure. I'd still be on the Braves. But given the fa- fact that we faded the Pirates a lot this last week, uh, and now the number says it's too high on the Braves, that's why I built the model to help us kind of figure out what these numbers are because the difference in 20 cents, 10 cents here is hard for the eyes to see, but the model saying uh, Contreras isn't that bad and Odorisi's not that good. Two mediocre pitchers. Again, the Braves should be favored. But to lay a price close to 200 on the road, I'd want a better starting pitcher for the Braves. If this was, um, you know, Kyle Wright or something, I'd love laying this price against the Pirates. But uh, as it is, it's a little too steep. As an Astros fan, I've, I've Jacob Arisi, you never know what you're going to get. So uh, if he shows up, they'll be fine. If he doesn't, the Pirates might accidentally win this one. And plus 171 offers uh, a little bit of value here. So a lean for me on the Pirates. Not what I want to be too heavily invested in, but it's uh, Pirates or pass for me. And like I said, first five may be worth a look. Jake, what do you think? Yeah, this, I wanted to be on the Braves so bad for this one, and they just price was way too high, especially with – I don't like Gold Rizzi. I don't – like, don't blame me. I don't pay that much attention to him in the Astros because he was just kind of the off pitcher that I didn't really care about. But then, now that he's at the Braves, I've watched the last – his three games there, he's gone five innings once, and and every time he's given up multiple runs. So I'm I'm actually going to play the over here, the over eight and a half. I've – I like that because I think he, I think Odorizzi gives up two to three, and then the Braves' offense is good enough, especially with the speed they've added with Grissom and uh, Harris. Like they, they can, they can put up six to seven fairly easy, especially against this Pirates bullpen that just yeah. hands out runs. Yeah. Uh, so I think it's, I think this one over gets gets there pretty easy. Yep, so you're on the over eight and a half there. Uh, model says eight and a half, but I kind of tend to agree with you. I, I, I'm i a little surprised it's not nine just because this Pirates bullpen gives up runs at a rate that's kind of hard to even quantify how bad they are. Um, so, yeah, I'm with you. The Braves should score plenty. The question is, can the Pirates score a bunch as well? And I'm kind of like you. I think Odorisi gives up some. The question is how many. Um, yeah, Braves more likely to win than not. Price just too high. Uh really to back them, but you're on the over eight and a half, and then I'll take a flyer on the Pirates at the plus odds. Maybe they can pull one out for us there as big underdogs. 7-5 to five Eastern short-time Reds at the Phillies. Give me back the Reds a handful of times here this weekend against the Pirates. Uh, and that worked out. I'm on the other side today. I'm on the Phillies. Uh, Reds are able to beat up on the Pirates, but the Phillies a lot better than the Pirates. In case you didn't know, I'll break that news for you here. Uh, we've got Luis Sessa versus Noah Syndergaard. Sessa is a reliever, so it's a bullpen game for the Reds. A pretty bad bullpen. So, I mean... It, I don't mind bullpen games from the Rays. Their bullpen isn't as good this year, but it's still decent. You know, I don't mind a bull- if the Mariners were to do a bullpen game, you know. Uh, you know, there's a handful of teams that can do a bullpen game. You, oh, they got some arms. Like, they can mix and match and keep guys off balance. But, I mean, the Reds doing a bullpen game, I'm like, how are you going to find nine innings? Or are they on the road here, eight innings? How are you going to find eight competent innings? Like, someone's going to get lit up here. I don't know who, but someone, or maybe multiple someones, is going to get lit up here for the Reds in this one. Syndicard's nothing special. Gets about an average rating in the database. 395 ERA, underlying metrics say that is spot on. A game that is totaled at 8.5. Model says 8.9. 
Do have a chance of rain in this one to keep an eye on. Winds will be blowing out, but staying at five miles an hour under very similar weather to Pittsburgh there with the wind. Uh, a little bit warmer, upper 70s to start, mid 70s to close. I'm on the Phillies here at minus 230. It's a B-grade pick model. says minus 243. This is about as high as I want to go for a B-grade pick, but I do think the Phillies price is a little bit short. I think there's some value on it in the low 200s. I play it up to about 250, but at 250, it's only a lean. Um, but at 230, I can give it a B-grade pick. Uh, closer to 200, it would drop to an A-grade, but this is kind of firmly between 200 and 250 is a B-grade. Solid investment, not one I want to be Go, go to that third unit because we're paying the premium, but I don't mind laying a few units here uh, on the Phillies. They're the right side at home. Uh, much better offense, much better relievers. As it gets into gross, I think special, but he's going to be a heck of a lot better than whatever the Reds throw out there uh, for this one. Uh, Jake, what do you got for us here? Yeah, I'm all over the Phillies here. Like As soon as I saw the Reds were throwing a bullpen game, I was like, they're just giving this game away. They, don't, yeah. they, they yeah. have no intention of winning. This is a tryout to see who, who's going to remain in the bullpen next year. Right. Uh, um, this Phillies offensive lineup, this is, this is a terrible matchup for them uh, to do a bullpen game. So just, you know, don't, don't try to outsmart yourself. Take the Phillies here. And I, and I was on the Mets yesterday in what was mostly a bullpen game against the Phillies. And I, and I kind of thought like, Hey, the Mets relievers are decent. Like they could probably throw a bullpen game against the Phillies and the Phillies proved me wrong on that one. Now the, the Mets still won because they scored a floppy billion runs as well. But you know, the Mets were just give it like if the Mets are handing out runs in a bullpen game against the Phillies, like the Reds are just going to be, it's going to be, you know, a two for one special, you know, I mean, yeah. it's, it'd be surprising if the Phillies don't light up the scoreboard tonight. 705 Eastern first pitch, those same Mets we just talked about at the Yankees. Uh, Yankees finally got another win yesterday. Uh, worst record in baseball. Inter Agesha, I don't know if that still holds today, in the month of August. I, if you'd said this was August 5th, I'd be like, sure, it's like five days in, but we are 21 days into this month now. Um, just a wild stretch here for the Yankees, and it doesn't get any easier not having to face Scherzer today and DeGrom tomorrow. <laughs> I mean, my goodness. Uh, Weather-wise, it'll be upper 70s to start, mid-70s to close. A chance of rain in this one as well. Winds be blowing in, but again, not only five miles an hour, so not really much of a wind effect there. I talked about Scherzer. He's fantastic. 215 ERA in the season. Underlying metrics have it a tiny bit higher than that, but definitely one of the best pitchers in baseball. Could make a case he's the second-best pitcher, and given that DeGrom's the best, that's scary for teams in the National League having to go through this team for the playoffs. Uh, Domingo Harmon for the Yankees, 445 ERA. Underline metrics say that's pretty accurate. He projects a little bit better than that, but just projects to be league average. This Mets offense, better against righties and lefties. This Mets offense right now, much better than the Yankees offense. Given the health of the Yankees, they project to do a lot better. Relievers are solid. Uh, Mets should definitely be road favorites in this one. The only question is by how much. Model says minus 155. Four, so I'll take the Mets minus 157. Only a one-unit play. If this number drops, I'd love to be on it heavier. I'd love to back Scherzer. In general, the model, we talked. I, I talked about this with Cousin Jared, the model does not love the top starting pitchers because they're generally overpriced, um, Scherzer being one of those. And so if we can get any semblance of value, I'm comfortable giving it a B grade. Um, but at this point, I'm just going to put one unit on it. I hope the price gets better. If the price gets worse, we've at least got a little bit of an investment here. I think this Mets price should be higher just with Scherzer. I just don't see the Yankees hitting him at all. And again, that's total pretty well. Model says 7.7. .7, actual total is 7.5. Again, hard to see the Yankees scoring many runs off of Scherzer in that Mets bullpen. Jake, what do you think? Yeah, uh, I'm 
<laughs> like I don't want to overreact to how bad the Yankees have been this month, but man, it right. feels like they're broken right now. This is, I mean, from a pitching and hitting, I know they've dealt with injuries and stuff, and it's just it feels rough. And then the the cure to that is not going against Matt Scherzer, right? <laughs> so this is this is not the game that the get right game. This is a this is one that you're hoping to squeeze one out, but I, I don't think it happens. I think the Mets get it. I think the Mets are going to take this Subway Series. This is going to be. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, I agree, and and I backed the Yankees last week some, and, and and I'd be happy backing them again if the price is right and saying people are underestimating it's still a good ball club. Uh, but yeah, I get Scherzer and Degrom is like, whoo! I mean, I'm going to need some really good prices here because um, I, the offense is still decent enough, I think, but you don't want to be facing these guys. I mean. The, the teams that can score and, – and that is – DeGrom has a lot of starts where he loses because the offense is like, oh, DeGrom's pitching. We can score zero runs and win. And I'm like, no, that's not how math works, guys. <laughs> um, but, you know, it, the teams that are going to put up a few runs off of him, if either one of those guys, have offenses that look a lot better than the Yankees' offense does right now, you know? And, I mean, it's it's incredible what those, those two dudes – and like going through any series, and you have you basically have to be perfect in the other three games, yeah, because you know you're not getting those. And it seems like both those guys are willing to go nine at this point. Yeah. And, the, and uh, Shaw Walter seems to let them. Like, I think you, I think DeGrom went what eight, seven, Something eight like that, yeah, in the, in the Braves game. So I think he's back. So, I mean, yeah. even with the bullpen game yesterday in the Phillies, that there's a good chance that you don't see him if the we- if Scherzer's on. Right, and that's, I think, kind of why they were comfortable doing that. They were like, oh, we got Scherzer and DeGrom. Like, these guys aren't going to pitch much here the next few days. Like, let them throw today, right? And yeah. I think that's probably what's going to happen. Uh, I, I think, you know, if you're in fantasy baseball and one owner has DeGrom and Scherzer, you'd be like, how did this happen? You'd be like, who screwed this up? Like, we need, like, redraft. Like, this isn't fair. And now we have, they're actually a one team. It's just not. We, we haven't talked about it much this year because DeGrom hasn't been healthy. But now that they're both healthy, it's like, just does not seem fair. Yeah. It's not. It's not. Like, no, it's not. It's not fair. Right. Uh, 7-10. Oh, by the way, before we get to this one, I do have to say, I did make a comment like a month ago, two months ago. I was like, I'm just predicting the Astros losing to the Mets in the World Series. So, I mean, just just remember, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to re- remind everyone of that. It's still my prediction. Uh, 7-10 Eastern, first pitch, Angels at the Rays. Uh, Tucker Davidson versus Jeffrey Springs. I mean, a pretty big mismatch here, stunning pitcher-wise. Springs is pretty solid, 252 ERA. Underline metrics have him a little bit higher than that, uh, but definitely an above-average pitcher. Tucker Davidson, not average, 675 ERA in his six outings. The advanced metrics say it should be about one run better than that, but in case you aren't doing the math, 6.75 minus one is still very bad. Um, Bullpen-wise, this the Rays relievers are... Somewhere around average, a little better or worse, depending on who's in there, but much better than the Angels. Uh, offensively, the Rays and Angels, probably pretty comparable. But, I mean, pitching-wise, it's a pretty big edge here for the Rays at home. They should be favored. Obviously, again, the question is only by how much. I don't think minus 205 makes a lot of sense. It's Angels or pass on this one. Faded the Angels basically all weekend against Detroit. And the Tigers got two, I think one, two of those as plus odds. Um, yesterday, big plus odds, hey, you know, Angels price was too high. Now I'm on, on the Angels. I think the Rays price is too high. Uh, model says it should be 169. So plus 188 on the Angels. It's probably B grade value. So the Angels are worth a look here. It's just getting the big payout at plus 188. It's very similar to that A's Mariners game yesterday. Uh, and I tweeted about that one with Castillo. Like, hey, Castillo's really good. 
but Sears is decent enough to keep them in this ball game. That price was way too high. And I looked at the A's and I was like, hey, it's, it might be B grade value. It's close to B grade value. But again, we're going to win two units for a one, so we don't need to put two on it. The same thing here. This is close to B grade value here on the Angels at this price. Don't need to put that second unit on it because we're already going to win two for risking one. Uh, but there's a pretty big discrepancy here between plus 188 and 169. It's definitely Angels or pass. I like the Angels. I think they're worth a look here at these giant plus odds. I don't necessarily think they win, but it's just like I didn't think the Tigers were going to win yesterday, and sure enough, they did. So weird things happen with baseball, and the price is just way too high. There's a lot of value on the Angels. I'll take them with a C-grade pick. And another game that's totaled pretty well, model says 7.7, and the total is 7.5. Jake, what do you got for us here? Yeah, I was looking forward to fading the Angels because that's a very profitable venture right now, but the, the price on the raise is just too high. And then, I mean, I like Tucker Davidson. I thought he was going to be something good with the Braves. And, like, he showed up good in the playoffs. And then, man, it's he came up this year, couldn't find it, hasn't found it with the Angels. And it's, it's not going to get any better for him, at least the way it's looking right now. So yeah. I, I'm staying away from this one. Like, I, I wanted to be, I wanted to be on the Angels. I wanted to be on the Rays, but I cannot get behind the price here, like because the Rays. That man, if it got if it got below two hundred, maybe like like one eighties, one ninety, like I'd probably be all over the Rays. I'd go pretty heavy on it, but uh, at around two hundred, I'm just too nervous about it. Yeah, price price definitely too high, and that's why I said it's Angels or pass. And pass is a perfectly respectable option. I mean, there's uh, I'll take the Angels here, and, and Jake will pass. Like I said, those are your two options. I think that those are two good options. I think, and, and either one's respectable. Uh, I, I'm with you. It's not that I I don't like backing the Angels. I've loved fading them. We faded them a lot this year. Faded them all weekend. Uh, but yeah, it's like the price is just way too high at this game. So a little bit of value on the Angels. If you want to dabble in it, dabble. If you don't. Just because they're terrible, then also that's fine, right? I mean, those are two pretty solid options, I think, there in that one. Uh, Seventh and Eastern first pitch Rangers at the Twins. It'll be around 80 degrees to start, low 70s to close. No real wind effect in this one. Cole Raggins versus Sonny Gray, a huge starting pitcher mismatch in favor of the Twins. Raggins with a 5.02 ERA. Nitterline metrics say it should actually be closer to seven in his three outings. Not a lot of data there, but projects to be pretty poorly. A guy who was once a first-round draft pick had double Tommy John surgery. Um, just not a good pitcher. Um, not really sure there's a lot of hope here for him really to hang around at this point, playing out the string, but not not offering you too much there. Sonny Gray, pretty solid year, 311 ERA. Underline metrics say it should be about a quarter of a run higher. Uh, having a great season um, when he's been healthy and uh, definitely a guy you like to back. Twins bullpen better. Twins offense uh, better. The Twins should be favored. Again, the question is by how much. I'll take them at minus 201 with a B-grade pick. I It's a B-minus pick. I really wanted a number that starts with a 1 here uh, for a B-grade pick. So at 201, it's B-minus. The Twins have let us down here lately with the Rangers winning a couple of these games. Um, but the model says Twins minus 219. I, I'm taking the Twins again with a B-pick. Uh you could say I haven't learned my lesson. Maybe that's true. Um, I'm just sticking with the fact that the starting pitcher mismatch is just really wide here between Gray and Raggins. And unlike the angels race situation where I, I think that it's angels are pass here, it's like I just can't get behind the Rangers with Raggins against Sonny Gray. Not at this type of price. I would need to like a plus 250 and then I'd be like, sure, plus 300, you know, but – at this price, I'm okay playing the Twins. Like I said, I was hoping for a number that hurts with a 1, but minus 201, I'll still take them with a B-grade pick. Model says 8.9 for the total. Actual total is 8.5. Jake, what do you think? Yeah, I'm all over the Twins and Sunny Gray here. I, 
I really it seems like we would have paid more attention to Sonny if he was in Cincinnati, just because we've been wondering where <laughs> Where's he's going to go. go. Yeah, <laughs> like because he's having a good year. Yeah, it's like he went to he went to Minnesota too early. So yeah, we talk about him too much. Right, right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. Like I said, quietly, like a really good season. Yeah, and I mean, he's I've I've had him in fantasy baseball for a while, and he's a lot. It's a lot of fun to have because um, he's just. It's very solid. You know exactly what you're going to get. And I think the Twins offense comes around here. And like you were saying, the Rangers pitcher, he's uh, – I'm not I'm not sure why he's still on their squad at the moment. I mean, surely – I don't know who else they're going to throw. I mean, they're out of pitchers basically is yeah, the problem. Surely they got somebody in the minors that's like worth a shot, right? Like I, I don't know. Uh, just be, I'd be trying things if I was the Rangers at this point. Um, yeah. See what happens. Uh, <laughs> so I really think the Twins are going to win this one fairly easy. Yep, yep, I agree. Rangers just really struggling pitcher wise. They got a couple of guys who are decent. You know, obviously Martin Perez is a lot of fun to watch, but uh, they just lack that pitching depth at this point. Um, Twins let us down, but hopefully they can get it going right tonight. Uh, one game at the 8 o'clock Eastern slot Cardinals at the Cubs would be mostly around 70 degrees for the entirety of this game. No real wind effect here either blowing in, but at five miles an hour or under. Uh, Jordan Montgomery versus Drew Smiley. Obviously, the Yankees trading away Jordan Montgomery was questionable at the time with how little pitching depth they had. Um, he was uh, definitely, according to the model, better than a guy like Domingo Herman who was coming back anyway, uh, who I would have rather just kept as depth. Uh, Questionable decision then. Montgomery's pretty good for the Cardinals. 329 ERA overall in the season. Underlying metrics say maybe a tiny bit worse. But, I mean, a very solid pitcher. Not amazing, but very, very solid uh, pitcher. Drew Smiley at this point, very average. A 367 ERA, decent results this year. Underlying metrics say it should be closer to four, though. And that's about where he projects. So a decent pitcher here for the Cubs. Uh, but obviously an edge here on offense for the Cardinals. An edge in the bullpen for the Cardinals. And an edge starting pitcher for the Cardinals on the road. I'm always saying here, it's very clear the Cardinals should be favored. The question is just by how much. Model says minus 123. Uh, says they should be road favorites, but not that much. It's Cubs or pass here. The model has faded the Cardinals a lot, uh, but this is just too big of an edge to pass up here. I, again, I think the Cardinals should be favored, but the Cubs have been a team that's been mostly pretty good to us as of late. Plus 148 offers a tremendous amount of value here. It's a B-grade pick. It's a B-plus type pick that if it gets too much into the plus 150s, I could call this an A-grade pick on the Cubs. Um, I, I think it's it's not coin toss. It's not a coin toss game, obviously. Cardinals, again, should be favored. Um uh, but it's not that far away from a coin toss. And plus 148 offers enough value that if, if this game's tight down the stretch, anything can happen. Probably another one-run game, right? And we'll probably lose another one-run game. But, hey, if it's a tight one-run game, I'll take my chances here uh, at plus 148. So I think the Cubs offer some value to be a good pick for me on the Cubs. Game that's totaled at 8, and the model says 8.5. Jake, what do you think? Yeah, this is one I'm staying away from. I'm, I can't back the Cubs. I can't force myself to back the Cubs. Um, but the Cardinals are priced too high, especially with Montgomery on the mound. I, like he's a good pitcher, but uh, just the Cubs have been playing well here recently, yeah. and I, I just don't know that the Cardinals have enough to guarantee me a win for that price. So I'm going to stay away from that and just hope Albert Pujols keeps hitting home runs. <laughs> there he goes. He yeah. Break that 700 mark. There you go. And, and and obviously probably guarantee probably too strong for it, but I totally get your sentiment. I agree with you that the price that the Cardinals are, you want to be more confident that they're going to win. And of course I, I put, I quantify that with a number. You don't have to do it with a number, but whether it no matter what it is, however, your confidence level, whether it's numeric or not, should be higher if you're laying a price like minus 160. And yeah, you said Montgomery's good, but it's priced as if it's 
you know, uh, a Cy Young contender on the mound. Yeah, yeah, it's pricing for Terrain, right? You know, or, you know, not, uh, and again, Montgomery, good. Like I said, very good. And uh, it's surprising the Yankees traded them away because they could use a good pitcher right now, but um, not, you know, top tier quality. It's kind of how he's priced. Cubs have been playing well. Uh, it's Cubs or pass. Again, reasonable option to pass like you're doing, Jake. I'm on the Cubs at plus 148 with a B grade play. 94 Eastern first pitch, Marlins at the A's. It'll be mid-70s to start in Oakland, mid-60s to close. Wind's blowing out around 10 miles an hour to start dying down as the night goes on, what we normally see there in Oakland. Pablo Lopez versus Adam Aller. Pretty big starting pitcher mismatch here for in favor of the Marlins. Aller is the worst pitcher in my starting pitcher database. A 663 ERA, uh, which pitching half your games in Oakland seems impossible to do. Uh, Pablo Lopez, a 383 ERA. Underlying metrics say maybe a tiny bit better than that. He's struggled as of late. So the question really is how good Pablo is Pablo at this point. At times he's pitched like he's very good, you know, solid number two starter. As of late, he's been very mediocre, very average. But even an average pitcher should have success against this Oakland offense. And it's, again, much better than Aller. I trust the Marlins bullpen more than the A's bullpen. The A's offense rates better, but, I, you know, the Marlins offense is absolutely terrible. But, I mean, these are both really bad offenses. So it's kind of a wash, I think, offensively. Some pretty solid pitching edges here in favor of Miami. I'll take the Marlins here at minus 137 with an A-grade play. Model says it should be 159. And again, there's a big question about exactly what you're going to get from Pablo Lopez. But if he's going to get right, this is the type of situation to get right against this A's offense in a massive pitcher's ballpark. You know, all those foul balls uh, stay in the yard. You know, pop flies there. You can get a lot of easy outs there. Deeper park, cooler night. Uh, this is the spot here for Pablo, I think. Minus 137 offers pretty good value. Total in this game is seven. Model says 7.3. It's definitely a total I would stay away from because I don't trust either one of these teams to score. But going under seven in a game with Adam Aller also terrifies me. So it's not a total that I want any part of. Instead, I'll just focus on the Marlins here at what I think is a discounted price. Jake, what do you got for us? Yeah, this is like I was having a hard time deciding between my favorite play was either the Phillies or this game. And I think I'm going this game just because of the park and boy, Pablo, I think. This is the opposite situation of the Yankees are going against right. this exactly exact right. opposite situation. This is this is what you pray for when you're trying to struggle. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, so the, I think Marlins are going to do it. I think the Marlins offense will get them the one or two that they need because I don't I don't think the Athletics are going to score enough against Pablo. Um, and I think they used their runs against Castillo last night. Their runs for the week, so yeah. they are uh, they're a little short there. Um, I think the Marlins get it. Take take this game. Yeah, that this Oakland offense does get very hot or cold. They randomly show up and score a handful of runs, but then they can go long stretches without scoring. Um, in general, it's pretty bad. And again, the Marlins offense pretty bad as well. Uh, but again, it's and it's 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 not just Pablo getting right against uh, a bad A's offense. It's also the Marlins offense getting right against the worst starting pitcher in baseball, according to the model. Like. Again, they're not a good offense, absolutely. But like, if they're going to show competence and get four runs or get three runs in that park, but still three runs in that park, still solid, right? Yeah. This is the guy to do it against. And so um, everything lines up for the Marlins here, and I'm uh, I'm putting my faith that they will do a great pick for me. And then Jake, you are on them as well. Closing us out here for the day: ten ten Eastern first pitch Brewers at the Dodgers. 
Uh, low 70s to start, upper 60s to close. Winds will be uh, projected for the entirety of this game at one mile an hour. I thought that was fun. Um, <laughs> I don't even know how you measure one mile an hour wind. Um, hold on to your seat. <laughs> yeah, like that's slower than like you walk. Like if you walk at like a like two miles an hour walking is pretty slow pace. Like one mile an hour, I don't even know how you measure that. Um, Eric Lauer versus Julio Urias, a pair of lefties here. Last time out, Lauer looked dominant against the Dodgers. I think he can do the same thing. I said it in that game. Lauer could absolutely keep the Brewers in the game, and he did. I think he can keep the Brewers in the game again here. This Dodgers offense, again, I always talk about it, against right-handed pitching, this Dodgers offense is scary good. I mean, historically good. Against left-handed pitching, they are good, but they aren't as amazing. They're just very left-handed heavy, and a lefty can neutralize them, as you saw with Lauer out there last time. Now, of course, this Dodgers offense is still really good and can make anybody look like a fool, but again, the the teams that are going to give them trouble – or the pitchers are going to give them trouble are left-handed pitchers. Um, against a lefty here, I have the Dodgers with a better offense than the Brewers, but it's not by a ton. Again, this Brewers kind of all-or-nothing offense is the type of thing that you want with the big plus odds. Like I said, it's scary to back the Brewers as big favorites because this all-or-nothing offense disappearing is scary, but this all-or-nothing offense as big plus dogs is kind of what you want. If they show up, great. If not, whatever. That's what happens with big plus dogs. You don't have to win them all. You don't have to win half of them. You win less than half, and you can still be pretty profitable at these prices. Uh, Julio Urias, a 240 ERA, underlying metrics have it a full run higher. Again, I think Urias is very good. His rating continues to improve. No disrespect to him. He's climbing up the charts. A very good pitcher. I just, I still just don't think he's this good. I think he's very good. I don't think he's Cy Young worthy. I don't think that's an insult. Like, to say a pitcher, I don't think is in the Cy Young, can, is really Cy Young worthy. Like, that's not really an insult. He's still very good. I want to make sure that's not misheard. I just don't think he's Max Scherzer. And I feel like he's being priced as if he's Max Scherzer. And as good as he is, I just don't think he's that quality. The price is just out of hand again on the Dodgers. Uh, Fading the Dodgers at plus odds here over the last eight or nine days has been fairly profitable. Even I was backing the Dodgers on Saturday night with that bullpen game for the Marlins. That seemed like a disaster, and of course it was. So if the price is right on the Dodgers, I'll be willing to back them. That's the only time I backed them as of late. But otherwise, fading them has mostly worked. It didn't work yesterday with Sandy, of course, um, getting blown up as in a very weird Sunday of, of baseball. Uh, but the price is just way too high. Correlated to the run line price just being too high. It's it's Brewers or pass. And again, if you want to pass, I think it's a perfectly reasonable option. But there's still a lot of value here at plus 221, in my opinion, on the Brewers. Model says it should be 192. And again, this is giving the Dodgers every advantage I can find, turning up every lever I can on the Dodgers. Still says it should be 192. So at minus 250, I just cannot recommend the, the Dodgers doesn't mean they don't win, but in the long term, I just think it's uh, not a profitable play. I think the Brewers got a chance in this one. I don't think they're likely to win, but I think they got a chance in a plus 221. That's good if you have a chance. Most of the time I look at plus 220 teams, and I'm like, I don't think you have a chance. You know, you look at the Rangers, are like plus 180, and I'm like, I think the Brewers have a much better chance of this than the Rangers. Like the Rangers with Raggins, I, I feel like that game's going to be over in the fourth inning, whereas this one, like – like Lauer can keep him in this and like, you got a shot like six or seven thing. This game might be interesting. A plus two twenty one. That's not a bad investment. In my opinion, it's a B great pick on the Brewers. Again, tons of value here, given the 30 cent differential between what the price is and what the model says. Model also says go under. And I would agree with that. A total of eight seems too high. This Dodgers offense, again, very good, but against lefties, not as good. It feels like a three to two type ball game. I think under eight makes a lot of sense as well. It's like it'll be a tight game. Anybody can win. It kind of projects like that Friday night Marlins game. Uh, Marlins lost it two to one, but again, at big plus odds, that's what you want. You want to be in the game and maybe you win a few of them. Again, you don't have to win that many of them to be profitable. 
So I'll be on the Brewers here. And like I said, I think Unders worth a look as well. Jake, what do you think? Yeah, this is one I'm waiting to see how my night's going because I really want to be on the Brewers. Like I said, I agree with everything you said. Lauer dominated them. Like the lefty thing kind of shuts them down a little bit. But, man, after they just made what the probable Cy Young winner look, <laughs> look like a Little League pitcher, I'm having a hard time. <laughs> to be fair, a righty, though. Like I said, righty, lefty, right? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, all, all, all that still can It's just. But yeah, by far Sandy's worst outing of the year. Like, yeah. surprising that that happened. I mean, that nobody's. I don't think anybody. You could have said the Dodgers win yesterday. Nobody would have said you're crazy. But yeah. to make Sandy look like that is perplexing with how he's looked all season. Yeah. And I mean, it's. So I'm having such a hard time <laughs> fading them. So, like I said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to watch the first couple of games. If things are going right, I'm, I'm, I'll be on the Brewers. But right now, I'm passing just because, man, I. I I'm having such a hard time fighting the Dodgers. And, and the price, of course, matters to you talk about that. We, we always talk about that. You never know. A lot of times there's Dodgers money coming in, but as these Dodgers prices have gotten higher, sometimes the best number is spent in the morning. So you never really know what's going to happen here. So I'm, I'm really comfortable locking into units at plus 221. But like you talked about as you wait throughout the day, like if this number goes up, and I don't know which way it's going to go, but it gets higher and higher again, it becomes hard to pass. You start saying you just got to dabble with the Brewers. You don't have to put a ton on it, right? But just a little bit on it and just say that there's they got a shot here. If it gets to plus 230, plus 240, plus, you know, as it gets higher and higher, it's like at some point you, you can't pass, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, at some point, the, the value is just so much that you've got to take a chance on it to win big. And I mean, uh, right now you're winning over two units for every unit you throw. Yeah. Away. So that's that's really tempting. Yeah, and like I said, this, it feels like a game the Brewers win one out of three nights. And if that's the case, then again, plus two twenty one offers some value. Um, if if we could play this game. The same sort of setup here, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, three times, get these plus 220 in these same types of matchups. It's like, oh, Bruce probably win one of them, but we profit off off, off a three-game series, you know? Yeah, yeah. That, yeah. I mean, it's – I'm having a hard time not playing it, but I want to wait for now. <laughs> all right, all righty. Well, that wraps us up here for today's games. You've got the 1A play on the day and a shorter slate. It is the Marlins at minus 137. Jake, before we wrap up, any parting words? Yeah, make sure you check out the Week Zero uh, college football when we y'all just put out. You and cousin Jared go into it, so this will be. I can't, I can't believe this is that time of year. I can't either. It's crazy. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, at the first games in Ireland. So that'll be yep. Fun. First first games in Ireland. Yep. Uh, so we got that episode out this morning, and then we'll have another episode that drops Friday morning where we'll cover the one game we skipped. We're going to cover an FCS game that Jared wants to talk about. Cousin Jared's my college football guy, so if he wants to, if he wants to talk about a game, there's a lot of the offshore books uh, offer the FCS lines earlier in the week. The uh, domestic ones tend to offer them more in the Friday Saturday range. He wants to, he thinks there's an edge on an FCS game. You know. I trust, I trust him as my college football guy, so we'll, we'll have that. And then, uh, Jake, yeah, you'll be back on with us here Friday. Uh, give out some of your picks as well, so we'll kind of uh, wrap up the week heading into the weekend on that Friday episode. So, yeah, college football is here, so check out those as well. And that's all we have for you today. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Picks with the Professor. A reminder, check out the Google Sheet for model picks, projections, and results. You can find that link and more at the website, www.pickswiththeprofessor.com. If you haven't done so yet, please click that subscribe button to ensure all the sports betting content we provide on this channel is dropped right into your feed. We'll see you tomorrow. And until then, remember, you can eat your betting money. Please don't bet your eating money.